as spring football has ended and we kind of have a little bit of a grasp on what this quarterback situation looks like going into fall, I do want to point out that this thing is just weird at the moment. And it's not weird because of really anything anybody is doing. But I'll explain that in just for just a second. Also, in the second segment, we'll go over our NFL draft results um, of 10 players that are going to the league as we speak. So, Jackson Dart is the number one quarterback right now. It's and I don't know if it's particularly up for debate. I, I don't know what to believe at the moment anymore, okay? Whenever somebody says something, you're like, okay, well, let's just put that in as a data point as opposed to just taking his full gospel all the way to the end. It just kind of is what it is at this point. But Jackson Dart has improved mightily since 2022. There's, there's no doubt about that. I don't think anybody will argue about that. There's been three things that he needed to do. One, not turn over the football. Two, get the ball out of his hands quickly. And three, use the middle of the field. Two of those three things he used and has improved greatly on. We still have not seen him in the middle of the field to this point. We're not sure why. We're not sure what's going on there. We just know that we did not see it in the spring game. And uh, no, I told you guys, do not watch the spring game for skirts, for scheme or anything like that. But passing over the middle of the field when the other quarterbacks are passing over the middle of the field stands out a little bit. Now, another thing that comes across is that once Spencer Sanders got healthy, this became a quarterback competition for real in a hurry. He was effective. He used his legs. He used the middle of the field. He... He got the ball out of his hand. Now, his problem is accuracy. And that burned him on an interception in the spring game. It was just a pass that he underthrew a little bit that went off a defender's helmet into another defender's hands, and they actually was able to return that for quite a bit. Now, a sixth-year senior is probably not getting noticeably better accuracy-wise in time for fall camp. He definitely is what you're going to get. It just, it's already there. I'm, I'm sure his arm's going to get better. I'm sure he's going to get a grasp of this offense. But accuracy, if that's been a problem all through his Oklahoma State career, it's probably going to be a little bit of a problem during his Ole Miss one as well. So you have a, one quarterback that isn't using a quadrant in the field, another one that is having accuracy issues. And if you ask Lane Kiffin, what he's looking for in a quarterback, accuracy and decision-making are like 1A and 1B. So we'll have to see what he does in the fall. Now, the third quarterback that everybody is talking, to, uh, talking about after the spring game is Walker Howard. I got text after text after text just raving how the young man looked. His arm strength, his accuracy, the way he used his legs, some throws that he made, and the tight throws that he made, all got opinions of different people during that game. And if we're discussing holes of each player, and we talked about um, Dart and Sanders, the hole in Walker Howard's game is experience. And the only way you're going to get experience is by actually doing it. So, 
we have a situation, and my everydayers that listen to the show every day has heard me talk about this almost since the beginning. I do think this quarterback competition is between Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders this year. The winner of the quarterback competition will be the number one quarterback. The loser will be the number three quarterback, and then Walker Howard will be the number two quarterback. That's just what I think. You know, Lane Kiffin can make 15 different decisions between now and the Mercer game. But Walker Howard getting meaningful reps inside games because he's not having to worry about losing a redshirt. They could literally play him a series of game if they chose to do that. But you saw a guy in the spring game that looked comfortable, that made plays, that came off reads, that did things a little bit difficult. They ran the typical tight end to hide, short, hard, short yardage play that every team runs across college football. It wasn't there. The defense did a good job of covering that up. But what they didn't see was Ulysses Bentley, who was the play action back, running straight downfield. And that guy, not covering that back, left him open. Walker Howard saw it, floated the ball up. It looked a whole bunch like Eli Manning and Jamie Armstrong on that pass and got every fan in the Ole Miss fan base excited about what he could become. Right there. It just happened. I started getting texts blowing up. So it is weird that this might be the most talented quarterback room in the Southeastern Conference, maybe the country. It is also weird that when I say that, I can obviously point to holes in each of their games. And the quarterback that is able to take care of the, their hole the best is going to be the starting quarterback for Mercer. I think Jackson Dart is a hell of a kid, and it's hard not to root for somebody that obviously plays with his heart on his sleeve. But, like I said from the very beginning, I root for laundry. I do not root necessarily for players as far as in the game. I want Ole Miss football to win. So in order for that to happen, the offense has to be the best version of itself. If Spencer Sanders on accuracy is less of an issue than Jackson Dart throwing over the middle of the field, then Spencer Sanders will take the first snap against Mercer in September. This is an unbelievably wacky situation. It, ju it just is. And... I think everybody needs to be aware of exactly where we are. The fact of the matter is that while Jackson is leading right now, he has a chance to where over the month of July, he better get off to a fast start because if he gets off to a slow start in the fall, Spencer Sanders, who is now healthy, I think he practiced fully the last four practices of spring, has a chance to make up a lot of ground in a hurry. We'll see exactly how that goes and, honestly, how um, Ole Miss will react to it in the offense as well. Anyway, tonight's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NFL NBA playoffs. That is because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. For instance... If your first bet was betting on the Grizzlies to win their series, you'll see that that probably didn't win and you could qualify for bonus bets. The moral of that story is probably don't talk trash 
to one of the best players that has ever played the game, honestly. They have great promotions every day and is safe and secure to set up. And you also get paid kind of instantly if you win your bet. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Now, I understand in Mississippi you have to go to a brick-and-mortar casino. That's just the way it is. But if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Delta, Louisiana, or up in Tennessee and Memphis, Jackson, Tennessee, or Nashville, Tennessee, maybe over in Gatlinburg, this is an avenue that is open to you and is worth giving it a look. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book, just period. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 